Welcome to the Wealth YOS Show, the perfect place for women founders and CEOs to get inspired and empowered to make their dreams come true. My name is Nancy Florence. I'm a business coach, psychotherapist, author, and mother. As women entrepreneurs, we all want to feel confident and supported in getting the right mindset for success. If you're looking to grow your business and your team in a balanced and sustainable way, this is the perfect spot for you. Today, we have someone who is a true embodiment of what I call the chilled out CEO. Sarah Holy is a serial entrepreneur and investor in startups. Since 2009, she has founded eight companies and created three successful $2 million exits. She's currently the founder and CEO of GrowMotely.com, the first all-in-one platform for sourcing, growing, and managing remote teams. She's personally fueled by a passion for changing the status quo of how we work. She talks about conscious culture, leadership, gender equality, and living life on one's own terms. In this episode, she shares openly how she leads her remote teams and the healing journey she's undertaken in the past few years to become the woman she is today. I am so thrilled to have her with us today. So, Sarah, welcome to the show. I'm really honored to have you here. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. So, I want to start with today. So we're here today, it's a Wednesday, uh, we're in September of 2020. We have a pandemic going on. I know you're in the middle of your launch. You're launching at Gromotly. Tell me about today. Like, is today like a typical day in the office? What does your day look like? Um, today's a very busy day <laughs> in terms of meetings. So I um don't I tend to try to like get my meetings on one or two days in the week so that I'm not like all over the place all week so I just happen to have a day today where I'm in like a lot of back-to-back meetings from things from recording my own one of my an episode for my own podcast obviously doing this interview with you I just met with a marketing company um I've got a reference check I'm doing on my new CTO I've got like a meeting with my book editor, just got like a lot of different meetings that um, I'll be sitting right where I am actually and doing most of the day. So it'll be one of those days where I'll talk with a lot of people and get a lot of inputs and things moving, but not so much of the doing work stuff for me today. Mm, gorgeous. Can you tell me more about Gromotely? What are you working on? Yeah, so Gromotely is a platform to connect remote professionals anywhere in the world with companies that are looking to hire remote professionals anywhere in the world. So um, essentially this trend toward remote work has been a growing trend for the past 10 years. I mean, arguably we've been able to do it probably for 15 years with the internet being what it is. Um, But it's been slow for us to transition out of our typical office environments and things like that. And the pandemic that you mentioned threw us all into remote work very quickly. So I actually was working on the platform prior to that happening. And this pandemic could not have served 
this element of my life better. I'm actually, I've had a really, 2020 has been one of the best years of my life. So all around, I've found so much gratitude and positives in the pandemic, whilst having compassion for those who are suffering. And I very much acknowledge that that is, that is the case for many people. Um, but yeah, for my business, it's been amazing because I've been sort of trying to educate people on how remote work is and how amazing it is to be able to work from wherever you want and how you can find incredible talent everywhere. You don't need to just look in your local area anymore. Um, I mean, I can go on and on about the actual downsides of making a group of people come into an office and be Mm. in physical presence with each other for 10 hours a day, five days a week, things that we just never saw and never thought about before things to do with just individual psychology and personality and how challenging it actually can be on our systems to be in, in an environment that's not necessarily totally supportive of us that we n- didn't realize or see as leaders of our companies that was an additional thing that our team's systems were having to deal with. Um, when we allow people to work from the environment that suits them most, Uh, We get a lot of engagement, a lot of empowerment, a lot of respect, a lot of um, what we see is just happiness and high performance ultimately because people feel better. Um, So, yeah, I've been trying to tell people because there's a lot of myths and fears around how do I know what people are doing if I can't see them, you know, just how do I know what's going on and what's happening and once again, it's actually pretty easy because the work's either getting done or it's not. Um, it's easier than you think. And you also have a lot less biases than you do when you see someone come in every day and sit there for eight or nine hours and you're like, well, they're coming in, they're doing something, I don't know, I guess. Um, but when the work's just not getting done, then you can have that transparent conversation with them and you know, maybe it's not the right fit or whatever. But for the most part, you know, people are actually more engaged and happier and performing at a higher level. So now the whole world's experiencing what I've been doing for six years and other people have been doing for even longer. And I'm just super excited to bring this platform to the world that's going to help companies streamline the whole recruitment, sourcing, engaging and payroll process of having a remote team that could be global or you can still you know hire in your location if you really want to but the platform allows you to hire people from anywhere in the world which is pretty cool so so tell me how this works sarah because you had grow my team and now you're going to grow mertly so you're going to have the tech do what your team used to do how does this work yeah exactly so grow my team is more of a high-end boutique um, service. So we plug in as a business's entire HR slash talent department. So we're very good at coaching, consulting, and handling stra- strategy, you know, handling the entire what we need in terms of resources as we grow, identifying and prioritizing, actually headhunting for those roles, mm-hmm. onboarding them. And then, I mean, we don't do the training because that's company specific, but in terms of engagement, performance, coaching, development, we do all of that. So Grow My Team is a very like hand-holding. This is for businesses who genuinely want to partner with a firm to help them with all of that stuff. 
Grow Motley is a mass. So we, we you know, Grow Motley is not a huge company, and it and it's not going to be. It'll it's a big company. It's going well. It's a big small company, if that makes sense. You know, like a small giant. Like we have a big presence. We do great work, but we're not necessarily trying to grow just for the sake of growth. I think we look for clients that we really love to work with, and we form that partnership long term, and we help them build and manage and engage their teams. Grow Motley is something that. I believe in the future is how most of us will be engaged in our work. Most people will be hired through the platform just the way that most of us book our private transport through Uber now. Um, I believe remotely will be the way that most of us are engaged into our employment in the future. So it's going to be the Uber of employment. Yeah, or the Airbnb, something like that. It's a whole new paradigm for the way it's it's a technology to support the way the world is moving and i love i love the way that you're um you expressed in a previous interview that you didn't come up with all of the ideas for remotely you and it's almost like you you know you meditate in the morning you get the downloads and it's become something even bigger than what you envisage at the beginning. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I really feel like this has just come to me through the universe. Like it's not like Sarah's idea, you know, Sarah's company, Sarah's doing this. It's more like I'm the CEO currently. I'm the kind of corralling the vision and the team and the strategy and taking it forward. Um, But it feels like, this has been born through me and I'm here to just bring it to life and and take it as far as I can take it until maybe I'm not the right person. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. I know what what is now and I know what I'm doing with it right now and and how I'm I'm taking it forward. It feels like it's bigger than me. Like it's just, it's here, it's happening and do that thing. Yeah. That's, that's gorgeous. And as you're speaking, I'm just noticing uh, how grounded your energy feels, how much your ego is not tied up with what Gromotly becomes or doesn't become. You're like super chilled and really surrendering to, to what this beast is going to become, to what the universe wants you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to be um, different from where you came from. I think. In the past, uh, what you've shared before is that you you were doing a lot of working hard and, and proving and, and, and definitely your sense of self-worth was tied up with the success of your business and you had to succeed. Mm-hmm. This time around, you seem to be in a really different space where it's not Yeah, so I think so. I mean, I'm sure we all have like egoic blind spots, you know, and <laughs> I'm not naive to the fact that that either does can will still happen for me but um I do think on my entrepreneurial journey one thing that's helped me come to this place is having more than one business you know my very first business was absolutely like an extension of me it was like my arm you know I felt like it was part of me and if something went wrong it was like oh my goodness like I'm wrong there's something wrong with me Um, and over time, like I've launched other companies. And so that sense of, uh, the business being an entity of its own 
is something that has developed for me as a concept over time. And then I think as I've gone on my own um, healing journey, spiritual journey, whatever you want to label it as, um, that concept just resonates more and more with me now and I feel it very strongly. And I, I guess what feels like is what's happened is that the more that I go down that path, that's why I'm able to be kind of channeling something like this, I suppose, is sort of more what it feels like. And, yes, like as you said, I definitely used to be driven to prove and I still feel that energy come up in me sometimes. You know, I'm raising capital right now and, you know, like I'll I'll have an investor who's on the fence or not sure and I get off the phone and think, an idiot like he's he or she's gonna miss out like I'm gonna prove this <laughs> and I'm like oh yeah it's still there in me like there's still that and it's I guess it's like how do I uh <laughs> harness a little bit of that um fire but really not buy into it and not allow it to be the driver because I think when we're driven from a more fear-based, proving-based, um, like away from. Like to prove is to prove someone wrong. To It's a very like away from kind of energy. If we're moving and operating more from an expansive, motivated, toward-based energy, I think that's a lot bigger. I think the potentiality of that is a lot greater than mm-hmm. if I get fixated on trying to prove someone like that becomes my fixation over and above what I'm actually building. Such wisdom you're sharing with us. And I can tell you have many scars on your back, um, many businesses, um, you know, like, I can really see that the hours and the years of business it took for you to arrive to this point. And in fact, mm-hmm. um, I'm aware that you um, you did the Jim Carrey thing. Like Jim Carrey says, you know, I wish everybody could become rich and famous and then they would know that it doesn't work. It's not the answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in some ways you've sort of, done that been there done that okay multi-millionaire successful no 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 and then what yeah absolutely I got to a point where I had everything and I realized everything I thought I'd ever wanted and realized I was still you know inside I was still happy I was still empty and the proving and the running the striving and all of that just it wasn't getting rid of that feeling inside me and then it was like you get to a point where there's nowhere else to look but within And so what about now? Like how do you navigate this now? Because you're still in business, you're still in CEO, you're still like creating and meetings and back-to-back. And so how do you look out for that, for that thing that is going to have you go back to workaholism and pushing and striving? I think it comes down to healing the core wounding. You know, if we don't heal the core wounding, all we're doing is changing our behavior. And behavior change will only last until our willpower drops. Um, something gets in a crack and 
does it again, you know, blows it up again and all of a sudden you're back acting out of your protectors, your safety, your whatever. And so I think, you know, I've done so much work, inner work, healing my wounds, my childhood wounds, my ancestral wounds, my soul level wounds, um, you know, depending on your belief system, but that's my belief system, what I've discovered past lives, like all of it. And the more that I dive in and can do things like reparent myself, like rewrite my stories, like work with plant medicine, for example, which, you know, helps to rewire your brain, um, really helps to let go of the stories and the attachments and all of that, that the more that I meditate, the more that I do that work where I'm getting to the core of something and able to heal it at its core, the behavior change is instant. It just happens then. There's no, you don't need to like try not to be a certain way and like tell yourself I'm not going to do that anymore because it, what is driving you to be that way is a, is a wound, is a pain, is something that you're trying to get away from. If you're no longer trying to escape from it, you don't have a need to act in that way to bring that protector out. Um, like I don't have part of not needing to prove myself is, I think in honesty is like, I did it. I proved it. (laughs) And it's like, what more do I need? Like, who am I proving to at this point? Like, what more do I need to do? And that was a journey I had to go on, um, which ultimately I was only ever proving it to myself. I was proving to myself that I was able to do things that I once thought I wouldn't be able to do. I was worthy. I was enough. That was the core of it. And the worthiness and the, I was always worthy. I was always enough. Uh, but I had to go on that journey to really dive in and love myself at my core, the the person I am or the soul I am without any of the stuff. Um, and once I'm able to do that, you know, it starts to shift that I don't need to be driven from that behavior. So I'll still see something spark up where that somebody or something has triggered something from my past in me, but the trigger's just not that strong anymore. Like I said to you earlier, like, yeah, that fire will flicker, but I can see it immediately. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) and it's not something that's going to consume me and take me on my path and drive me for the next five years, you know, whereas before I couldn't see it. I didn't know that. I was just, I was living on that fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And these wounds run deep and the, the healing work is layered. You know, we heal the first layer. And that's great. Like that level of trigger won't won't get you there anymore. But someone will do something or something will occur down the track and it's like a deeper lever and you're like, ooh, there's another layer to this wound. There's another layer to, you know, for me, one of my core wounds was abandonment. And it's been very layered and it's taken me years to peel back those layers and get to the next piece and the next piece and the next piece and, and really get to a place where it feels much more healed. Um, so so can we talk about manifesting i have a really specific question for you about that is that okay yeah sure yeah absolutely because you manifested before from from the wounded girl from the proving the striving the Mm workaholism and now you're manifesting from a different place Mm -hmm. um i always tell myself and my clients that everything comes from feeling good 
that you know the higher our vibration the more opportunities uh clients and money we're going to attract right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i'm interested to know what your views are on this because even before from the wounded place you were still manifesting awesome mm-hmm. stuff so about everything comes from feeling good mm-hmm. is that really true um i think in this human experience we're here to be feel have all of the emotions and this idea that we are meant to feel good all the time is maybe a story that we've been sold a little bit and that's maybe not the key the key is to be in peace and acceptance with the range of the emotions and maybe it's an underlying sense of like peace or calm or contentment uh that we draw to draw from and go to when we don't feel good it's like i don't feel good i'm experiencing something that's challenging i'm grieving i'm whatever but at my core my foundation it's okay i know it's okay and that's a very different place to be than so we can still experience fully uh the pain that comes with life things are painful sometimes things are challenging we can ex- still experience those things fully without thinking they're real if that makes sense mm-hmm. um you know and so that kind of came to me when you asked about the feeling good but so i think if we are then manifesting from let's call it maybe a place of um a solid foundation of wholeness of self love that's maybe you know that what what you're talking about or what kind yeah, of resonates yeah, to exactly. me versus like i have to be feeling good to manifest and then i'll get more goodness and i mean i always used to just wish for happiness that was my one wish i had my entire life every birthday cake when i was a child i never wished for a barbie or a do- or a toy or a dog or a puppy or whatever i wished for happiness since as long as i can remember um but maybe it wasn't the right wish you know maybe and that was a lot of that was me trying to get away from the parts of me that didn't feel happy the parts of me that struggled and i didn't know how to process and be with those different feelings and emotions so now my wish is not for cap- happiness but my wish is to always be grateful and content and to be in this foundation of knowing that i'm safe i'm safe because i'm an infinite being you know i'm i'm not safe because of the constructs i build around myself in this life i'm safe because i'm an infinite being i am nothing but love and when we manifest from that place that's really very powerful i think manifesting is it's it's constant i mean what we believe in our mind is our reality if i get on this call and believe your mean that's what i believe <laughs> like that's my reality you're not you're wonderful <laughs> but do you know what i mean like you if we notice ourselves whatever it is that we believe we think is true for us even though it's not necessarily universal truth it's just the the truth that we're choosing to believe so we do have power to slowly over time start to put those thoughts in a more positive direction and i'm i'm not necessarily all for like just a purely like the positive psychology or positive thinking movement i think once again sometimes that can 
actually detract us from the realities of experiencing everything as a human. But I do think, you know, I definitely work toward a more optimistic, positive bent. Um, but I think everything, we manifest everything because what we believe is real. So if I, it's it's not as simple as to just say, feel happy, feel, be good, be happy, feel good, and then manifest, then you'll get more good stuff. Like you can manifest from any place all the time. Um, it's just how those things going to feel. Like I manifested arguably a lot of success in my life, wealth, a husband, a nice house, all of those things. But once again, like I was under the impression that if I got those things, I would be happy. So I powerfully manifested them because I had so much intention and will behind them. But they weren't necessarily what was going to make me happy. Maybe now as I manifest things like that, it's coming from a more a place where I'm thinking in a more holistic way, like the things, you know, my partner and I always think about the things we want to create and the lifestyle we want to have, but we think of it more as like experiences and how we can build it. But what's first is what's inside of us. And, and that is hard work. You know, it's not easy work to dive in and to, you know, bring the shadows to the light, so to speak. So thank you for this distinction. Um, it's quite subtle. I love this. It's, it's, you're talking about it's, it's not enough to come from a place of feeling good and manifest what you want. Because uh, if you're doing it to manifest, then you will manifest, but you still won't feel good. You still won't feel complete. So we want to feel good to feel good so that when we do manifest what we want, we continue to feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about working remotely earlier. I want to come back to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I myself have a remote team and and so do some of my clients. And I'm interested to know how you lead your team. Because something that comes up sometimes is, uh, you know, how do you motivate people that you've never met in person? How do you keep them energized? How do you have them perform at the A player level? even though you're not in the same office every day? Well, I'm much better at it than when I was in an office, I'd have to say. So, you know, I think once again, I would question the beliefs, question the thoughts, question anything that tells you that the relationship is different because you're not in an office together. Mm -hmm. Um, That is a conditioning and a construct that came from the way that we we're living and what we thought work was work was going to an office and look at your life and look at the fact that we have been building maintaining and managing relationships online since I don't know when did Facebook come 2007 let's call it that (laughs) Uh, I'm sure all of us have dear dear friends family lots of people in our lives that we have very close relationships that are looking the way you know you and I are on zoom here on the phone or sending voice notes or whatever they are this idea that we can't have such connection with people online is in my world not it's not my world it's not my reality I my relationships with people online are you know just as deep just as connected as those in person I'm not saying that one's better than the other there's no better than it's I mean it's 
wonderful to give a person a hug and sit in the same room with them. And I love having a work session with someone that I can um, in person. But yeah, I don't, I don't think my leadership is necessarily different because it's remote. You know, I think it's um, it the remote factor is how we communicate and how we operate together but for me and I'm I'm potentially not the best person to answer this maybe because it's not something I necessarily struggle with I very much found as soon as I went remote I became a better leader and my team performance became better and my productivity became better so it, there is definitely potentially an unconscious bias or a um you know like just a natural affinity that I have to this way of working that I flourished and and so I've built a team that flourished but I can talk about leadership and just generally what you know I do as a leader um, which might be more effective and I would I would encourage people to consider my what I say and just take the remote thing out like I maybe that's not real Maybe it's just uh, a belief system that it's hard to manage people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, like, why would we be different? Are you different with your friends? Are you different with your family, with your lovers or whatever um, when you're on the phone to them than in person? Like, I I acknowledge there's differences in the connection um, or, like, I acknowledge there are differences in every, every time we communicate. Like, every type of communication is different. But it's not necessarily better or worse and it's not necessarily harder or easier, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love the, the way that you're challenging the status quo. You're challenging the paradigm itself that remote should be different than office or worse than mm-hmm. office. One of the systems that my team and I have is that we speak daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have meetings every day. Uh, and that's a really good way for us to kickstart the day and get clear on what we want to focus on. Yeah. Could you share with us some of the the systems that you have with your team that work really well for you? Yeah, so we have a weekly meeting where we have one hour a week that we all get on and we are fully global and in different time zones. So we're literally in all the time zones, like we're in the Americas, the Euro, Africas and the Asia Pacific time zones. So it's a mess. <laughs> But um, we just have a commitment to each other that this one hour a week we all get on and it's an awkward time for some of us. We shift it each week. We alternate. So it's either really my early my really early one day, one week for me, and then the other time it's like pretty reasonable for me but it tends to be like that. And that's our kind of commitment to each other is we love that FaceTime. We love that FaceTime with each other every week. Um, and that's it. The rest of it is like, do your thing and I know teams within my teams will also have weekly meetings and things like that that they organize amongst themselves um but that's our our kind of thing and once again this is what I would suggest to people as well as like as a leader when I lead in my most authenticity in my most alignment in what's most true for me that's when I get the best results and attract the best people in so I think what our job is, there's no best way to lead. There's like, what's my best way for me? So you've discovered that having this daily meeting for you is really effective, keeps you on track, keeps the team on track, gets everyone going for the day. 
that's amazing. Do that and you'll attract team members that love to work in that way as well. For me, it's this one hour a week where we love on each other and we update and we do our thing and, you know, have some chit-chat time in there as well. And there's always like messages flying for the next 15 minutes when we get off the meeting and it's beautiful and that's what works for us and for me. Um, So that's what I encourage people to do with leadership is like listen to all these tools and tips and and listen to your body and whether that resonates with you and don't try to force something that you read in a book or you heard on a podcast that was good if it doesn't actually resonate with you and I like fuck the shoots right like you say fuck the shoots yeah (laughs) yeah I mean I spent the first five years as a leader reading books and implementing what they told me only to discover like I fucking hated a lot of that stuff (laughs) like I don't want to be doing whatever it was like what do I want to be doing how do I want and and it's a bit of a commitment but once you discover who you are as a leader what the company is that you want to build how you want to operate within your team go on that journey and commit to it and you wake up a year or two down the track and you've got it you've got that team Mm. like that's manifesting you know that's my team are I could not love them more they're so amazing they do such a great job. They're high performers. They're super engaged. I'm friends with all of them. You know, that was something that I read in books. Don't be friends with your team. And I tried not to be. And I was like, I, I can't. That's not my personality. I bring everything. I bring it all to work. Um, boundaries is something I need to learn in my life and, and have been on that journey to learn. But like trying to not be friends with anyone I work with was not right for me. Well, I love that because it really minimizes any kind of imposter syndrome. If you allow yourself to be friends with your team and to be completely yourself, then that's what you bring. And there's no imposter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Gorgeous. And, and, that's and I love the being tilled and the no hierarchy that you talk about, that you're all sort of your colleagues and there's no yeah. hierarchy. Yeah, I think everybody's the way that it works for us is like everybody's as important as each other. We still have leadership and we still have areas of responsibility and accountability, but nothing's like more important. It's not, um, no one's seen as less than or better than or anything like that. It's very organic and very natural within my team, which suits me and suits my flowy fluid kind of style, you know? You're so cool. You're <laughs> such a gypsy. That's how I you am. describe yourself on your site. Yeah. Yes, I'm a gypsy. That's why I needed a remote company and a remote team so I can travel the world because that's what I love. It's not for everyone, but that's what that's for me. <laughs> so anyone right now who's a professional, he has fantastic skills that they'd like to put at the service of the company, they can uh, start to register their interest at growmotely.com. Mm-hmm. because you're building a database of fantastic talent across the globe, right? Yes, exactly. So we would love to have you on there. We're launching in the next month or two um, and we won't be like spamming everyone or anything in the meantime. We just want to get you registered so you can have first access to the platform when it's ready to go and anything we do send in the meantime will just be kind of educational and, and updates and um yeah we're looking for skilled experienced professional talent who just don't want to go back to the office now and i think can companies register their interest as well companies who will be looking to recruit yeah you can jump on the same list um we're going to going to be launching a landing page for companies 
sorry, we're going to be launching a landing page for companies soon. So that'll be coming and that'll be an easier avenue. We're very focused on the candidate side right now. Gorgeous. Perfect. Thank you for this, Sarah. This was very insightful. It was delicious. And I loved having you on the show. Thanks, Nancy. You're a fabulous interviewer. It was a great conversation. I really appreciate being here. Thank you for listening to the Wealth While You're Best show. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us about the next person you would like to see on the show. And we'd also love to know the next topic you'd like us to explore or anything else you want to discuss with us. As always, you can send in your burning questions and suggestions to info at nancyflores.com. See you soon for another gorgeous conversation in the next episode.